0: everyone and welcome once again or for the first time to the comics deserve better podcast where we talk about indie comics small press comics sometimes the big two but you know we like to focus on the good stuff the indie comic stuff not saying the big two is not good or anything but no one talks about indie books so we're here to talk about them and i'm brian and um aka bri Bry, the comic book guy and with me is carrie aka care care the comic book bear and richard aka rich rich the comic book rich Hi. 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 no we don't go by those names no we don't
1: and we're keeping this in because i have to edit tonight yeah. so we're just rolling with I, hope,
0: it. I hope you all are doing well um I, you know what we were uh, we were gone for a month hope you all had some good reading um you know or watch movies play video games uh, how how did you guys spend your uh, October vacation? You guys do anything fun?
2: A lot of work and yeah. a lot of video games. It was, you know, Good. yeah, it was annoying and relaxing.
0: Yeah.
1: I would have to agree with Richard.
0: Yeah, I I same and um I also tried to do what I said I was going to do, which was read Love and Rockets. I read little, literally two pages, <laughs> uh, not not for quality, just because I I ended up getting distracted and wanted to read the okay so i've been reading all daredevil mm-hmm. and they finally released a bunch of daredevil books between um 100 and 300 that hadn't been released yet that i've already gone you know past when my in my read through of the entire daredevil series um and so i wanted I like, oh i gotta go back and read those so i ended up reading you know reading all the the missed issues which were about 30 or 40 and then i was like oh i'm still reading so i'm gonna keep going i got to like the or, um, mid early 90s um, right after and the stopped writing it and the, let's just say the quality kind of dropped off <laughs> so yes I was, and, and
2: the stopped writing it <laughs>
0: yeah yeah. And, yeah and uh no no offense in the people writing it afterwards but i think it also was a sign of the times um because literally there would be like you know the punisher or gambit or morbius actually also on the covers and literally there would be like a panel of them in the like And this is just you know the this is the the era of uh of the um you know the full covers and all the big stuff and daredevil was not selling well so he had a lot of crossovers and quotation marks with literally just like a panel of of other characters just trying to get people to buy the book so it's
2: funny that you say that i was seeing that just uh how, how 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 old we've gotten because this week dc released uh an issue of uh batman and an issue of joker with very uh 90 you know like mm-hmm. basically nostalgic nostalgically 90s covers you know they're very foil yeah very the, bright you know they're based on the they're covers. based
0: on old 90s com- covers but mm-hmm. they're new yeah I, I saw those those were pretty cool
2: like i was just, yeah it's like i was yeah. just like oh the thing that i grew up with is already a nostalgia thing
0: oh mm-hmm. yeah definitely uh, yeah, uh, those those covers are pretty pretty awesome. But yeah, once again, it's just the nostalgia bug. And it's like, wow. know, then you think about it, it's like, that was 30 years ago. And it's like, yep. oh, wow, okay. <laughs> there you
2: go. And then you look at yourself in the like, eye and you say, I'm old.
0: Speaking of, um, so 1992 was the premiere of both Batman the Animated Series and the X-Men series, which is basically the two reasons I got into comic books. So I, I was actually wondering, what do you guys – feel got more people into comics or do you think it was equal like do you think it was the x-men animated series people like of our generation and all or or batman
2: Um, oh i think it's x-men yeah animated series i think uh because the thing is is that i think batman was really good but Mm -hmm. i don't know if batman had the merchandising because when that x-men animated series started like the Toy Biz X-Men toys had already been on the shelves two years prior. Yep. So, like, the merchandising, comp- you know, component was already there. Like, we didn't start – like, the, the DC toys were crappier, but there wasn't even, like, a DC toy line. You'd get, like, a, a Batman, you know, movie tie-in line as yeah. far as toys. And then eventually – like, I feel like – the actual Batman the Animated Series toys like came in a little bit later. But like those those X-Men toys were like, I think I had X-Men figures before that series started and I just wanted more once that series arrived.
1: I'm going to have to say answer C and say it was the Disney comics that were available at your local convenience store. Like
2: Disney Adventures? Oh, Disney uh, Adventures? Oh, I Dis- loved that as a kid.
1: Disney Adventures and then there was a girls section of comics at my local um, convenience store it was barbie <laughs> the little mermaid and like other disney princesses that had like their own comic book and mm-hmm. i remember i had like yeah. five of those and that's what i and then like the ducktales ones that i would that's read awesome. over and over and over again as a kid mm-hmm. so that's i think
0: then archie for me
1: um I think maybe for kids that didn't have a lot of exposure to television as a kid, and I don't know if it was because, like, we couldn't afford the cable bill or what, but, like, I don't remember watching a lot of TV as a child, and so um we would, unless we had, like, an illegal cable box, because my dad would do that, <laughs> but then, like, other than that, I don't really, I mean, I have an affinity for Batman the Animated Series, because I would watch it, mm-hmm. like, after school or whenever they showed it like as an older kid i don't remember it like when i was super young i remember being an older kid and watching that so maybe that's just like the time but i know i'm older than richard yeah so i don't know if. No, i was gonna say time. um i i remember
2: i remember the day batman the animated series premiered me too and i remember not loving it i thought it, you know It was Batman, so I was in. Like I liked it, but I didn't love it. Like it, it didn't have the bombast. And as I got older, and I'd watch it in reruns, and it'd have new episodes, I'd appreciate. Like I was a more just older, discerning person, and I appreciated mm -hmm. it more. Like, but like I think when it premiered, I might have been eight, and it wasn't colorful enough. And then when the X Men show premieres, it's very colorful. It's all bombast. Yeah. and I, and I just, it, it drew me in a lot more. And then like, by the time I want to say I was like 12, I was just like, Hey, this Batman show. Yeah. Hey, yeah. maybe I need to reappraise it.
1: Yeah. Mm. I, I would have to say I was around the same um, time, like the same age as Richard, when I was really paying attention to Batman, the animated series. Cause if it didn't have fucking April O'Neil and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a yep. small child, I was not watching it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I only watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles awesome. and then Power Rangers. And no one in my so school liked me. Oh. Little did they know, geek culture yeah. would be pop culture. I mean, the time where there you can weird. go Power so Rangers, girls.
0: Power Rangers, and Ninja Turtles are still like best-selling comics nowadays, okay. and also like big on on TV show. You know, my uh, actually shout out to uh, to Matt, um, who's one of our listeners. Yes. He, he, one of his kids is like was was obsessed for a couple of years uh, with with mighty Morphin power rangers and obviously different generation than us by a few decades so yeah so you know it's still still going it's pretty cool um but uh, actually i do have a uh an email that matt sent us uh to read later um about um ice cream man oh he, he he wrote it in a comment so we'll get into that at the end of the show oh but I guess it's it's a good time to start the show so um, I hope you all once again are doing well and thank you for joining us Uh, we're gonna jump into our DIY corner because what is indie comics but it's not like the punk rock version of comic books and everyone's got to do it themselves you know sometimes instead of having to rely on the big corporations you know so Speaking of big corporations, Kickstarter. Uh, no, okay, so anyways, Death Star, Death Fight Forever. Um, you might have heard of Andrew McClain. Uh He's the guy who did Head Lopper. I uh, absolutely love this guy. Um, and also um, Alexis Ritt, who did Space Riders and Night Hunters. Uh, they're doing a comic together. Um, and I'm going to actually read a little bit from the Kickstarter page. It's uh, from the deranged and reclusive indie comic book Sensations Andrew McLean and Alexis Zrit comes Death Fight Forever, a 144-page graphic novel inspired by beat-em-up video games, underground comics, B-movies, and ravings of the criminally insane. It's an action comedy about revenge, redemption, and grief. Fun stuff. So that's like made, that's like perfect for me. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm excited about that. Um, They if you want to get into the actual plot, it says, like, guns, drugs, violence, and a strict obedience to a reptilian cosmic overlord. Death Fight Forever is everything your mama told you to stay away from. <laughs> Buckle up, Buttercup. <laughs> a brooding, starling cosmic evil lurks just beyond the veil of reality, watching with reptilian eyes. Lord Slither. Pierces the barrier between the netherverse and our own world and steps through. His slit nose draws a deep breath. It smells like sulfur and burning tires. Welcome to Earth, Lord Slither. What is thy command? <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's like '80s action. Like like they were saying, you know, it just it just seems like over the top, crazy zaniness. The art looks excellent. Um, Andrew McLean is a as a fantastic artist himself, but Alexis Drett is doing the art with this, and it looks great. Um, what they've done so far. And what they're showing on the the Kickstarter page looks amazing. We'll have the the link in our notes as always. Uh, there's about 21 days to go, so this comes out tomorrow, so that'll be 20 days to ago. Um, and they've made, they've met their their um the amount that they need to make this book. So get on it now if uh, if you want to pledge and get rewards. You know, so it's a good time to it's good time to get in and get the uh, the stretch goals going too. So very cool it's pretty cool there's even t-shirts so i'm always happy about t-shirts as well um all right so we'll jump in to our spotlights and you know since i i never make carrie go first so we're gonna make carrie go first this episode okay start episode 91 the new season with carrie doing the spotlights okay
1: Hi, everyone. (laughs) Um, I hope everyone had a spooky Halloween. So um, I did not, which was okay. Instead, I wish everybody would get Brie Paulson's newest edition of Garlic and the Witch. Um, I'm not going to say I read it. I have not. We've purchased it. I have not read it uh, because I have midterms, but um, it looks really good. Last season, I chose garlic and the vampire and again it's following garlic she's amazing she likes to nap she gets stressed out easily and she has anxiety and um her man's carrot who is not her man's but i feel like they're going to be and um all all her little vegetable friends uh this is continuing their adventures but this time instead of a vampire it is a witch and don't forget from garlic and the Vampire. They are friends with the witch who um, basically made them sentient beings. So I'm very curious to see where this story goes because they already have a good impression of what witches are. So I don't know if it's the witch um, that created them or if it's another type of witch. So it should be really interesting. Again, it's Brie Paulson. She does amazing artwork and I'm super excited. And um, I definitely put my money where my mouth is. I bought... garlic and the vampire and garlic and the witch as birthday presents for our niece and so um and so far i've heard good reviews from uh my brother about how our niece likes Mm -hmm. them so it's definitely age appropriate um for like maybe seven eight and up so i'm i'm super excited to read this it looks really cute and it's available on comiXology or if you want to get um paperback editions or hardcover, they are also available on Amazon through Prime. Awesome. Or right.
0: get them from your local comic book store if they... or order from them also. No I good.
1: know. I mean, I'm not a fan of supporting Jeff Bezos, but they yeah. do offer $4.99 gift wrap and I don't have to buy it and then wrap it and ship it, so mm-hmm. it's it's convenient. It is
0: convenient. That's, that's where Amazon gets us, is with convenience. Yeah, I know. Definitely. But no... Yeah, I want to read that after you. I've I've respectfully not read it yet because I want you to read it first.
1: Oh, and life update: I am now officially using a Kindle tablet mm-hmm. on my own, which is a really big deal. Yeah, because I hate ebooks. but that's how I'm doing my reading right now.
0: So we're not sharing um, a eight year old iPad. A, anymore. An
1: iPad, sharing <laughs> upgraded. Brian upgraded.
0: Yeah, awesome. awesome. We're we have our future. own stuff now. Yes. So we don't have to talk to each other anymore. I <laughs> mean are. that's the
1: goal of marriage, right? Yeah. Eventually you just grow so far apart, you're just two roommates living in the same area. With a dog. <laughs> we we kid around. Know, yeah. All love.
0: Yes, definitely. All right. Well, yeah, I'm definitely um yeah, I'm gonna yeah, you know, pick that up after you're done and uh and, and take a look at it as well. There's a few uh cat related yeah, mangas in there too that we got <laughs> that are that are for Carrie that I can't wait to read as well that are probably be on either of our spotlights probably in the near future. Um, all right, well, Richard, how about you go next? Actually, no, you know I'm going to go next because I I chose the uh, the main topic and I don't want to go from that to that, so I'll I'll go next. <laughs> um, the uh, I lied. Um, <laughs> so I have two books. Um, I was just going to do one, but then I read. Something literally the night before we're recording and and I loved it so much that I wanted to talk about it. So um, before I get into that, we'll do the first book, which I also loved. Don't get me wrong. Um, I like it when I read a book and I totally don't have an idea of what the book's about. In fact, I have the entirely different idea of even what the genre is going to be. This book in case is Night at the Belfry by Xavier Saxon. Edited by Allison O'Toole, designed by Cindy Long. It's uh Comixology original. So it's available if you have if you have the subscription, it's available to uh to pick up for free and read. And I definitely recommend. Um, I picked it up because it looked cool. Um, I didn't really look at the cover, so and like it was night at the belfry, it's it was like came out the week before Halloween. So I'm like, cool horror book, <laughs> you know, like that the you know that that was in my brain. Well the only horror in this book is the horror of growing old. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the story of uh, James, who is who's the um, an older person. He's being taken care of by his uh, daughter. Um, they they basically the, the mom, uh, I believe, um, was that is that a picture. I, I forget if she passed away or if she um, or if there was like a divorce or something. But and he ends up taking care of of his daughter Emily until she's old enough to now take care of him as he's getting older. Um he he was a former boxer but had to give up boxing um and become a um a mailman to basically keep the bills up for um to take care of his daughter. Um and so but he still has like the memories of, albeit of like just like two months or three months of actually being a semi professional boxer when he was a lot younger and um he is he's on the subway he ends up getting uh held up by some punk ass kid um that um and he imagines his head knocking this kid out like you know like when he was younger and he ends up giving him the wallet well he follows the kid home sees where he lives and then he decides to come the next day and try to basically beat the kid up and get his wallet back well that doesn't end up too well because he's like in his 70s and he ends up getting a concussion and so he basically decides that um, you know growing old sucks and he doesn't want to be like and it's like daughter is basically treating him like a kid you know it's this situation if you have experience with older parents you know it's this weird thin line that you have where you have to like make sure that they're okay but at the same time you don't want to like baby them or cuddle them because they're still adults and they know what you're doing and they don't really appreciate it most of the time (laughs) and so um he decides he's going to get in shape he goes back to um the boxing place where he's trained he gets his old trainer so he's also old he basically tells him that he wants him to get trained and he wants to have one match um this one match is going to be in the belfry of this church that he used to cross whenever he was doing um you know his mail route and he wants to fight somebody who's either 60 years old or older and if he loses he wants that person to kill him oh, it's just kind of go out in glory Essentially, and so he offers the guy a lot of money because he got a, a lawsuit settlement because he got attacked by a small dog <laughs> when when he was on his routes, and he has a big scar on his face from this this attack. And so he has plenty of money that he's invested, in. and so he he basically offers money to the to the trainer to train him. He offers basically the uh, you know whoever he the trainer finds to ki- essentially kill him to give them a lot of money too. So yeah, um, it's a story about making wrong decisions it's a story about growing old it's a story about taking care of the elderly it was um, it, you know pinned at the t- the heartstrings a lot but at the same time um, you know it had a little bit of comedy in it like and oh man relatable because I don't know about you all but um, <laughs> Carrie and I definitely deal with stubborn parents so often that are growing older you know we still love them yes. but yeah it, you know so there were some moments where the the um where james is talking and uh you're like i'm like oh god this is relatable this is too relatable <laughs> <laughs> like i've been there before oh man but yeah so good book all around and like i said if you have comixology unlimited it's free um uh, if you don't um it's you know it's it's readily available on the Comicsology app um it'll probably be published um by dark horse that's what they've been doing lately uh within like two months or three months after the book comes out dark horse will come out with a physical copy of it so if you want to wait till then but i definitely recommend it it's a really good book um second one is uh, damn them all by simon Spurrier, Ch- charlie adlard sophie dodson shane hannah qui and jim jim campbell i wrote jill campbell accidentally on my uh, notes here but it's jim campbell <laughs> from um boom studios and so few years ago simon spurrier who's very british he wrote a john constantine book for dc there was a maxi series of 12 issues and it was fantastic it was probably the best constantine book that has come out in a decade it was super good they got all of constantine correct you know like this unscrupulous person who does kind of have a conscience, but at the same time, he's like, I got to get shit done. If that means sacrifice and it means fucking someone over, (laughs) I'm being damned to someone to the the heart of hell. I'm going to do it. You know, like that's because like, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's about getting the job done. And it's also, you know, his own more, you know, morality, basically like, you know, like he's willing to sacrifice it. He's a very unscrupulous character. And so, that series was great um DC was going through a lot of shit at the time um, when it came to um, publishing this is when they had the big uproar when like a bunch of people got fired um, and so um, Constantine which you know was easily enough I, as far as I knew was a popular enough book to keep going they had only got 12 issues and so the reason I'm bringing this up is I get the feeling that damn them all is simon spurrier's second or maybe third story arc of constantine that he never got to write and he's now has you know he's created new characters um he's uh gender swapped um the constantine character we have now ellie hawthorne who has who is um a conjurer conjures demons um, works for the mafia in uh, in England and um, and also has a what well, she says is possibly a mystical hammer that's been you know cursed essentially that she uses as a weapon and then like someone's like well is it really is it really uh, cursed and she's like it doesn't matter because you're still getting hit by a hammer <laughs> so so like you know, it has that kind of sense of humor. So she learned from her Uncle Alfie. It starts at, like, the Uncle Alfie's funeral. Um, it's She has the same kind of um, style, same kind of, like, wit, and same, like, swagger that Constantine has, which is why I think this might have been a Constantine book in the first place. Um, I hate to be
2: that guy. I'm almost 100% positive it's Constantine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 so in America, it's Constantine. But in England, I guess it's Constantine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But We're know, Americans. There was a war.
2: America. They're okay. wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Why, why, what was, are we doing right
0: now? Carrie Car- Car- and I had the same conversation yesterday. She was like, it's Constantine. And I'm like, but the British say it's Constantine. She's like, well, right, you're right. American. They, they, they didn't
2: create the character. This isn't their country.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, what,
2: what are we doing right now, Brian?
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> well, no matter how you pronounce it, it's good uh, so,
2: so um, okay, well. actually i misspoke kind of created the character alan moore is Prince,
0: yeah. So. yeah that was alan moore uh yeah uh, i i didn't i i didn't want to be that guy and, and say that that it was alan moore who created it but yes it was this one thing right i think he was a Swamp yeah character originally uh actually
2: um i i picked up that well not recently like a couple years ago i i, I found that issue in my travels mm-hmm. and picked it up
0: <laughs> But I also just watched the Sandman um, show on Amazon, and they called the character Constantine. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's why. Because in I... the
2: movie, the, yeah. the Keanu Reeves movie, he's Constantine. Yes. Oh, so maybe, maybe I'm incorrect. Maybe I'll oh. shut the fuck up.
0: And then <laughs> former guest of the show and also a listener of the show, Rebecca, um, she we had a conversation about this. And she was like, no, why is everyone calling Constantine? But she's British. So once exactly. again. Exactly. It's us, us, us ugly Americans are calling it constantly. That's right. (laughs) USA, USA,
1: USA, (laughs) USA, I
0: mean,
1: I live in Southern California, not fucking Manchester. Not Southern England. God damn it.
0: (laughs) Um,
2: I like, I I like when I could be a toxic, ugly American and there's no stakes (laughs) because most times, you know, when people do that, it's like, you know to take yeah. people's civil liberties away so when we can do it it's just it's just for fun. Like yeah. I'm always like oh that's adorable.
0: And and my goal is always like to say it the way the native people that where the character you know or person is from I try to say their name the way that they would say it. And that's why I, I said I've been saying Tyne, because that's the way he would say it. You know like but it's obviously a fictional character so who the hell knows. But anyway so, no, so anyways, just,
2: I found that we you know why it hits because there's a a a movie and a TV show where he's Constantine. Yes, that's true. But now mm-hmm. you're telling me that there's another TV show where he's Constantine. So who knows? <laughs> and, I mean, and, and the, this show... like um Batman the animated series that we were spoken speaking, speaking about earlier. Apparently they uh, they pronounce uh, Ray Ghoul's names wrong, but no, that's no, what I... I heard first, and I'll be damn yeah. if someone tries to change it
0: a hundred percent racial Goal, it's that's how i've always i've always said it and that's because the animated a series and then when batman when batman begins came out it was raza Goal. i'm like no it's not it's racial ghoul
2: oh but yeah. the thing is, is that if you read it as written it's definitely raza gull but yeah i i refuse
0: <laughs> yeah. um that guy he just recently passed away too. the guy who played racial ghoul oh the, 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 the voice actor yeah yeah um but yeah okay so sorry (laughs) damn them all um so yeah we we have it's just it's conjuring it's it's she's dealing with the mob she's uh there's someone conjures a demon um to kill the mob boss that she's working for a guy named frankie wax um so basically she pretends that someone else is frankie wax and this demon kills this guy instead so that gives you the idea the the kind of morality that this person has um but yeah, it's um has the same kind of humor, same kind of vibe that the Constantine series, Hellblazer. There we go, Hellblazer, Hellblazer series had, um and uh, and but at the same time, it's something completely different. Like I'm, like don't get me wrong, I'm I am comparing it to to another series, but it is something different. Like the character is 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 enough recognizably different than Constantine that even though I think I'm loving it because it is giving me the. The, the warm Constantine goodness that I want in my heart. Um, even if you're not like a fan or familiar with the character, you're still going to like the series. So, it's it's a good book so far. Definitely. It's funny.
2: Constantine is a character that uh, I, I I've never read the stuff that he, he's revered for. Everything I've read of his is post New 52, and I've enjoyed mm-hmm. it all. <laughs> but, like, I've never yeah. read the stuff that, like, you know, made that character a character that people that that's beloved by people.
0: And Okay, yeah, and his new 52 stuff is not too bad. I know some people are going to be yelling at their uh their iPads or whatever they're listening to. <laughs> I know <laughs> I, enjoy I enjoyed that, that
2: series. Um, I enjoyed that new 52 series. I enjoyed Justice League Dark, that was kind of my extent with the I, character. I was
0: gonna say Justice League Dark, and I love the relationship with Zatanna. That's probably one of the other reasons mm-hmm. why I ended up and liking- the other.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you read the series, but like they were he was in a trouble because it was hey, yes. him Zatanna and another dude. And yeah, mm-hmm. that relationship was fun and interesting. Yep. Um, it's been a while, so I can't, you know, cue up all the memories. But I, enjoy, like I said, I enjoyed that character. But the stuff that people actually revere, the Constantine time stuff that people love, I've never gotten to give it a a real go look.
0: Here's a, um, if I write a uh, comic book related trivia, again, I think one of my questions is going to be, what was the name of John Constantine's punk band that he was in when as a kid, or as a young adult?
2: Oh, I wouldn't be able to answer that.
0: <laughs> mucus membrane. <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess we'll move on from mucus membranes on to uh, Richard, your favorite, uh, your spotlight for the week.
2: Oh, so my spotlight, since we're coming right off Halloween, I mm-hmm. read Halloween Party. Ooh. And uh, um, Halloween Party is a further... Uh, uh, adventure of Scotch McTiernan He was the uh, main character for the uh, 420 History of the War on Drugs book that we oh, uh yeah. that I spotlighted mm-hmm. a few months back. This is by Jerry Dugan, written by Jerry Dugan and Brian Posehn, art by Scott Coblish, uh, the colorist is Hi-Fi, and letter is Joe Sabino. So, so the book opens up with a uh, it's Halloween night, and it, it is a uh, a clown monster called squishels and a rabbit monster called Stabit.
0: <laughs> and they're
2: they're going to go terrify the populace with uh, butcher knives and whatnot and they're going to go do some murdering and they are immediately taken aback because just a random american mass shooter comes to this vet where they are and starts shooting everybody the uh guy kills the the guy kills stab it and then, so Squishles the clown goes back to the monster party, and it's like all your traditional monsters—your vampires, your Frankenstein's, your whatnot, your mummies—and they're all having a party. And he's complaining about the fact that they, as monsters, don't get to be scary anymore because, like, America's so scary with mass shooters and disinformation, and um, you know, the 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 the, the uh, the, they have a faux Sackler family that uh. You know, is you know, pumping communities full of opiates to murder people. They're mm-hmm. like, how can a good monster, you know, get the job done when we got these other types of monsters that you know are 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 do- taking all the work away? Is basically his issue. Oh, so they're yeah. like, oh, we should call in Scott McTiernan and he can help us. Or no, he busts into the party and they and they and uh, they think, oh, he's gonna rough up the party. But he's like, no, I was invited. And he brings uh, weed, weed-infused deviled eggs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: But basically, they tell him about their situation. And we see a flashback where he basically... Uh, th- this flashback is that these are all the uh, traditional movie monsters. And they're like, "Scotch, can you help us again? You remember when you helped us in like the, 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 the early 2000s? And it's basically him killing uh, Jason and Freddy. <laughs> because, like, they're, they're like those new age monsters got out of control. There was no space <laughs> for our old school monsters. And, like, basically he killed them and trapped them in their own movie and, <laughs> and ushered in the era of basically instead of scary monsters on Halloween, it's sexy monsters. So it's sexy uh, Fred, Freddy Krueger and sexy <laughs> Jason. <laughs> And Two of so, the sexiest
0: characters of all time, definitely. Of course. Yeah.
2: And then so Scotch is like, cool, I can handle this. And he goes into a story and telling them about a time where he had a similar issue. And now this is him starring in a uh, ET pastiche mm-hmm. where basically it's the ET movie, and fake Elliot, whose name is Oliver, finds the ET in his garage. Uh the E.T. kinda has a more uh, drastic pheromone prop powers um than the et in the movie so we see that scene and uh basically he makes elliot instead of like just freaking him out he makes everyone at the school horny
0: <laughs> oh shit
2: <laughs> so then when he co- so so when they come home and deal with the et the pheromone problems doesn't do not turn off and what it is is that by touching uh this et you get a uh, rash so basically everyone in the family the sister I guess gives E.T. a hand job, so her her hand's covered in rash and so is the the son Oliver but also the mom like she gets completely freaky with E.T. so her whole body is covered in rashes until Scotch gets in there and he tries to hunt the E.T. down they try to get away on the bikes but Scotch will have none of it so he jumps into the air and like tears them down and then you know crashes into the E.T. ship but what we find out is that the ETs just kind of hear that, like, hey, like, it's like an alien council, but they're just like, hey, we see that you guys keep blowing each other up. So we're here to try to help you teach you, you know, how to make peace. And, of course, Scotch m- murders them all. <laughs> oh,
1: <shit. laughs>
2: so long story short, our boy Scotch is basically gonna, you know, just, dis- oh, oh, that's what the next thing that happens is that all the monsters get abducted because by the uh by the uh, fake Sackler family, mm-hmm. and they are put into a Hunger Games, you know, oh, uh,
1: like Battle Royale. Uh,
2: Battle Royale. Thank you, pastiche, where all the monsters have to hunt each other, and of course, oh, Scott just having none of it. He uh he he goes and he takes down this uh phony Sackler family. And it's just, just everybody getting murdered. All the monsters get murdered. All the bad people get murdered. Scotch just kind of wants to continue murdering and smoke some weed. And <laughs> then at the end, he, uh, he 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 murders enough that he's able to get away. But then Santa Claus comes in and is like, you've made the naughty list because of all the murder. Ooh. So I guess we're getting a uh, Scotch McTiernan uh, Christmas special soon enough.
0: Oh, versus santa <laughs> nice. i love it that's awesome that's just it's uh, really
2: it's um, it's its really fun like you know it's it's its interesting because it's it's obviously a comedy book but it's mm-hmm. like 80s action but with also like there is a message because it's you know they're holding up a mirror to society and just Absolutely. being like hey aren't we fucked up
0: yeah <laughs> you no know, it's yeah it comedy is sometimes the best uh way to do that you know Oh, Oh, and
2: also I could put this in our, in our DIY corner, but uh, (laughs) at the end of the issue, there's a little ad. uh, Jerry Dugan is actually doing a uh, photo book. Mm -hmm. It's called timing slash luck. And it's just basically that, you know, he's like, I'm mostly a regular guy, but because of like how my life broke. And like, like I just took a lot of pictures of interesting things. So he's crowdfunding a, uh, a picture book, and you know, he has pictures of him and Stanley and just kind of like, Hey, you know, just the interesting life of someone that's trying to make it as a writer in these industry in these industries, and like some of the fun stuff that they
0: get to see. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's a he's a semi professional photographer if I remember correctly. Like, mm. if, you on, if you go on his Instagram, it's actually like his description is like photographer and comic book writer. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So well, name,
2: but yeah, like it looks like that'll be fun. I might, if anyone wants to pick that up, I would definitely yeah. give that a look.
0: Hey, um, you know what? So Shoot me the link so I can put it in the uh, the notes. Will well. do. Excellent. Thank you very much.
1: I do like the way that um, comic books will talk about current events, because I think that's a really um, digestible way Mm -hmm. to get your commentary about it. You know, it's better sometimes, I think, than like the 24 hour news cycle and so I I appreciate stuff like that because it's a little easier for me to read it in a comic book and know and still understand it it's it's a mirror image of reality than just like watching CNN you know, 20 hours a day
0: and comic books have always, you know no matter what people think, they've always been political you know, Superman was political in the 40s and and everything so it's like, yeah that's, that's been one of the purposes of this medium you know, since his existence is is politics and like and you know social justice slash social commentary so keep it up it's good so, stuff i have a question yes mm-hmm. you
1: brought up superman mm-hmm. um was superman supposed to be a take on uh nietzsche's uh ubermensch yes uh philosophy
0: yes um so hitler was really into nietzsche because mm-hmm. you know most people who Well
1: most people misinterpret Nietzsche. (laughs)
0: Yeah, they do. Yes. Yeah. And and um and so he had the Uberman, which literally means in German Superman.
1: It means overman. Or overman. Technically.
0: So 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 yeah, I'm gonna be that guy. Correct me, correct me, please. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, so um, so yeah, um the Siegel and Schuster, they were both Jewish, and they they created Superman, you know, as a response to the, the ubermensch to to the germans ideal of what a what a the, the ultimate man would be that's why superman is not blonde and blue-eyed you know like that's why he's he has brown hair and, gotcha. and yeah okay so so yeah he was definitely yeah a response to to hitler and to Nietzsche and all that stuff
1: and since we're already on a semi-political tangent i'm gonna mention it Um uh, we are recording on wednesday november 2nd november 8th uh around the country are the midterm elections Uh, Mm -hmm. i usually don't care about how you vote as long as people vote uh midterm elections i absolutely do fucking care please vote for people who are not going to strip away uh the rights of bipoc jewish trans people or women uh women (laughs) uh anybody non-white non-straight please please vote for people that will uh Uh, keep rights alive or just enhance the rights of people because this shit's kind of getting out of control okay rant over thank you
2: Uh, you. uh, i'm the opposite of carrie hey vote (laughs) please vote period just vote (laughs) if if, if you vote to burn this motherfucker down and we all have to die then we get what we get because
0: (laughs) guess what what i should
2: have to tell you that treating people poorly is bad
0: No, You don't
2: like being treated poorly. You shouldn't treat people of color poorly. You shouldn't treat people that are, you know, whatever sexual Mm orientation, whether they're cis or trans poorly. I don't have to tell you that. That said, if enough of us are so terrible, then we get what we get because fuck it. Because it's like, dude, like, I don't understand what what about being kind to one another is is controversial. It's not...
1: I normally (laughs) agree with you, Richard, but for some reason... People are of the mindset that if they are not directly affected, then those things don't matter, yeah. which is fucking preposterous. Do you want to know what's on the table right now in the in the Supreme Court?
2: Oh, no, oh, no, I'm aware. And I don't think yeah. it's that they, they, they are aware. I don't think that they think oh if it's not me it doesn't matter no i think that they're actually awful and what oh, i'm yeah. saying is that oh no, yeah it, you're it, right it, like i don't think that, like oh they're like oh well this is happening over there i'm like i think that they're saying this is not happening to me good
1: yeah no <laughs> no, no no and no, i'm no. like it, it,
2: it's if the general consensus of the, the society is that that like yeah we deserve to fall apart as a society because it de- Like, being kind to one another is such a simple concept. It's literally what we all want. Like, when someone's shitty to you, you feel bad. When someone's yeah. nice to you, you feel good. So you should want that for yourself and for mm-hmm. other people. And if the uh, the uh, general consensus of the population that that's not how it should be, then, like, yeah, like, burn the motherfucker down. Like, I guess.
1: Because well, <laughs> it,
2: it's preposterous.
1: Yeah, yeah. but I, I do think people are absolutely... I think a lot of people are stupid. And no, 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 so that's, under- no. That's
2: the main issue, Karen. Yeah. That's the yeah. main issue.
0: But people I don't are think dumb they and that
2: they, they are... No, 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 no. What it is it's, is that they're, they're dumb and they're mad at their own ignorance, so they're, they they just kind of lash out. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just like this. It's like, oh. It's like the vaccine thing. It's like, oh. like Of course you don't understand vaccines. It takes a lot of time and studying to be that type of doctor, and that's not what you decide to do with your life. But then to be mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I just don't believe it. Or there's some grander conspiracy. It's like, well, no, it's just that the reason why you don't understand this is because that's not what you decided. To, that was not your, uh, your, 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 where you decided to make your expertise. That's when uh-huh. you decide not to study. And so why are you rallying against this? Because you don't know what you don't know. But people are up, people get upset that they don't know things and they get mad that People are smarter than them that tell them things that they don't know, and they lash out. So it's like they get it, like like I don't I don't get it. <laughs> it yeah. I just don't yeah. get it. Yeah.
0: Well, it's the same philosophy as the um, as we were just saying earlier about the the aliens building the pyramids. So there's no way that you know an, you know we could have done that ourselves. It's what like, well, no, there's no way you could have done that yourselves because you're not privy to the knowledge of how to do it. And so therefore, like just because you don't know how a yeah. You know something works doesn't mean it doesn't work. It means it you know works. And you right, like run. like yeah. just because
2: you don't get trans people doesn't mean that they're yeah. not real and they don't deserve consideration. Yeah. So exactly. Just because you do not understand the reasons why someone might need an abortion doesn't mean that abortions should be yeah. illegal. Like well, like just
0: just because you hit the, the the lottery and you're straight white and and male. And, like, you really haven't had as many issues and problems that are inherent with people who are not that way doesn't mean that other people are not having those problems, (laughs) you know. So it's just that simple. It's
2: just, yeah.
0: Yeah. So just
2: do what you can. Vote if you want to volunteer. You know, you got a few days left. Mm -hmm. You could phone bank. You can email. I mean, it's all hands on deck to, to, to save, you know democracy to save the society that we built but like it's a democracy so if the the, the, uh the vast majority of us or how we've game the system is to burn it down that we're going to get what we get that like that's the pros and cons of democracy guess what if everyone's Mm -hmm. on the level and like you'll 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 have a good society if everyone's terrible or or at least a majority of people are terrible you're going to get what you get
0: yeah, like exactly. <laughs> we're In this case, we're all Caligula, or could be all Caligula. You know,
1: I thought Caligula was sexy.
0: Yeah, but it also led to the downfall of.
1: Oh, well, yeah, that's too bad. Or, or, or wait, or just, are
0: you I, positing that we're not sexy, Carrie?
2: Because <laughs> I, I thought we we're all very sexy.
0: I, I can also say Nero. I guess too would be another way. You know, we're, okay. we're all Nero. Yeah, you know, I guess that's more that's more apt because we're watching. I don't can, even know how to
2: play a fiddle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in russia the fiddle plays you okay there you go but yeah let's
2: uh, i think we got a main course let's jump on that
0: yeah let's, let's let's go ahead and jump into our main course uh well um this was my choice and since carrie got to choose um garlic and the uh the vampire and uh and then richard you chose ice cream man right before we we ended up uh on our, our little break um so those two you know kind of paranormal slash semi you know very spooky book or in a kind of a fun oh they just spooky book i wanted to choose a spooky book as well so um chose something i've been wanting to do since actually the beginning of this podcast so this is a long time coming it's um Me too, in yeah. <laughs> all honesty.
2: there's certain books that like i haven't read and i'm like are they too popular to cover? Cause I feel like I'm just the only person that doesn't know about this, but yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a
0: while. <laughs> oh, no. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard of this book and will, will want to hear, you know, us talk about it, hopefully. So hopefully you're all listening. Um, that's um, something is killing the children. Volume one by James Titan the fourth, whether were there Mikel Muerto and and World Design from Boom Studios. Um, so one of the best things about you can say what you want to want about uh, Substack, you know, like be for it or against it, but the best thing for me that Substack has done is has now forever created something mnemonic for me to remember how to say James Tynan's name, because his Substack is Tiny Onion, so now I know that James it's James Tynan because that's what Tiny Onion is a reference to.
1: Uh-huh. It's not Tinny Onion
0: so it's that's why so this is not a constant i, this shit. I, I know for a fact his name is uh pronounced the uh, james titan um so uh anyways um so yeah if you can't tell by the name of the book if you haven't heard of this book it's a horror book um Something is killing the and, children, and
2: something is in fact killing those children. Definitely,
0: <laughs> that's uh. No one ever really. I think maybe one person says it in volume one. Something is killing the children. I don't think. Oh anyone... no, no, it gets said a couple times. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, um, this is town of Archer's Peak, um, is now basically has a bunch of missing kids, missing um, and uh, dead children as well. Um, we actually start with uh, a character a kid named Tommy. I'm sorry, not Tommy, James, um, and, um, and James um, is, is a younger kid, he's at, he's at a sleepover, um, he's telling scary stories, he says that he sees, he's seen a, um, a monster by the creek, um, they all decide to go out in the middle of the night to go to the creek to see if they can find the monster, well, the monster finds them, and kills everyone except for James. And so it's a flash forward a little bit to the next morning. James is in the police station um, being asked what happened. Uh, He's obviously very traumatized. Um, And then meanwhile, we also learn, we also get introduced to um, monster hunter, Erica Slaughter, who is part of the uh, Knights of St. George uh, and the part of the, or the house of Slaughter as well. Um, And she's just getting done with a job uh, where she's helped a little girl who's, lost most of her appendages in a monster attack um and uh comes out one of the greatest introductions i think like visually of a character where she just comes out of the forest with two giant machetes all bloody and just like this crazy look on her face and she's running the bandana over her mouth with the with the monster mouth on it and it's like okay is she the villain <laughs> like she's <laughs> like scary as hell um but but yeah so she's she's actually you know kind of um she basically that's her job. She gets called to go to Archer's Peak to kill this monster. Um, and so uh this basically this is the first five issues of the 15 issue um like story arc, full story arc. This is like I guess it's three story arcs in one, um, that um that deal with Archer's Peak and her dealing with these monsters. And so she goes in there to kill this monster. She, you know, gets the help of James. Um, she also meets um Tommy, who's sister is one of the the missing kids um and then like Tommy doesn't like trust obviously Erica Slaughter cuz she's a very enigmatic character and uh doesn't do much to help her not be enigmatic she's a very much um plays plays her cards close to her vest and she's also insane <laughs> i would have to say but that makes the character great one is, of my favorite is she one, well well i think she's I think from what she's seen i think she's kind no, of no. what
2: it is yeah. is that i feel like she exists in a different rea- like yeah it's not insane if i know stuff that you don't know and you can't understand like kind of the point that we're saying before is that she's just like hey she keeps telling people if i explained it to you you wouldn't believe me anyway so what's yeah. the point
0: exactly <laughs> and so so something that the the order um that the knights of saint george have done and the reason why she has these crazy like glowing eyes is that they're like touched with, with some kind of mystical object that gives them the power to see monsters um, as adults because it turns out basically uh, only kids can see these monsters and most of the time the, the monsters will only attack kids unless you know, there's a situation later where there's an adult well, um, you know, um, Tommy who is in trouble because he's in a nest literally in a nest of one of the monsters um, so that all those rules are out the, out the table. We also get to meet octo which is a little stuffed animal that looks cute but is evil <laughs> and so you you got in basically is the the sidekick of um of erica she um octo is helping solve the monster problem by giving advice um the um it's also some kind of spiritual like being that's inside this octopus the octopus has a uh, a zipper for a mouth so, the zipper will open every once in a while and it'll start talking, and then the zipper will close by itself. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool visual effect. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, so this is basically the, the first part of the tale of, of Erica Slaughter and Nurture's Peak. Um, and then um, we'll, it continues on from there. So, I guess we'll, we'll jump into our discussion and spoilers. Um, so, um, Ooh,
2: question I, for you. Yes. Is uh James in
0: the book? Is that James Tinian as so a kid? That is um, Tinian. Oh, it's Tinian, by the way.
2: No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like um I've seen pictures so, of him and as soon as the book opened, I was just like, Oh, did they just draw him into the
0: book? <laughs> you know what's really funny? You are reading my notes because that's literally the first thing on my notes. Is, oh, okay, yeah, no, so, that is the
2: first thing I noticed.
0: <laughs> so so one, the kid's name is James. Uh two, the glasses. Um, so there's another book that he wrote that he's writing actually called A nice house on the lake, Um, Mm. and there's a character that's basically—I think it's his analog as well—looks exactly like the James character in this this book, book. but as an adult. And so I think I think that the the glasses that where you can't see the eyes and the brown hair is basically James Tynion's visual like analog. Essentially, that's mm. so. I, th- I so I think you are absolutely correct. I think that is supposed to be him, um, or at least I, know, I hope he never. Now, 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 now,
2: now, that makes me be like, uh yeah. Uh Is this a uh, autobiographical <laughs> book? The way that we, where we read uh, Afro Puck. <laughs> yeah, a I really, back.
0: I really hope it's not, because <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> that that would be very scary. Even though someone <laughs> as I, I love Erica Slaughter. I think that's one of my favorite parts of this book is like how cool and like collected she is and like and like like you said, like how like like you know, the way she just treats the situations and like she goes and gets the weapons uh that she needs from the hardware store and she asks for yeah, the, the most the most dangerous version of the chainsaw when yeah, the fun. guy is trying to sell him a, a safe a, a safety version of the chainsaw and she's like no i want the one that kills people like the one that like dismembers people like that's the one i want i, I
2: love her character design how because she, she just she has a design where she almost looks like a cartoon in a world of you know normal looking people like she you does. know with the bigger eye and everything but she she just always like it's it's just a a good visual choice to have your main character always kind of pop when like you know this isn't a superhero book she doesn't have like a superhero uniform but like no. you know there's little aesthetics to her that it's like obviously that she's the main character she's she's the important thing on the page
0: mm-hmm. yep de- definitely and also super cosplays cosplayable still oh absolutely also, with the uh, the white tank top and like the the black uh, bandana and everything so mm-hmm. yeah. So that, that makes it cool too but if i saw um, somebody I'm, oh sorry go ahead no please but if i saw somebody like justice as her coming at me with a knife even without a knife i would still probably run away <laughs> so.
2: be a little i was gonna <laughs> yeah. say my personal favorite scene of these issues is like a quiet scene when uh james has to go to the principal's office and mm-hmm. like the principal is so totally under overwhelmed that he's like i have no time to, yeah. to pretend like anything is normal, like to, to do like the proper hierarchy. <laughs> like, I was just like, if I was like, yeah, if there's like a bunch of your students that got horribly murdered and more missing, like, I totally get that this person is completely uh, exasperated and not trying to hold up appearances. He's just and, like, yo, look, man, what do you feel comfortable with? Because everything's fucked.
0: <laughs> and that's more realistic to me than like the, the hard ass like principal, because like, you know, I think that's more human and plus also like, you know, yeah, he's at his wit's end, and he also knows which kids are assholes and which kids are not assholes. And he's like, yeah, mm, basically tells James, you should have hit him. Like, just, just yeah. like, I can't hit him. You hit him. You know, like, please, no, no, because he's just like,
2: oh, I see how that kid behaves.
0: And yeah, that's totally
2: a kid that deserves to be punched in the mouth. So yeah, yeah it fair. probably would have been the best, the best for all all involved if you would have punched him.
1: I do, I do like it because I think it is very realistic of especially especially like a younger person who's in a position of power at a school um mm-hmm. that's just especially when your kids are a little bit more worldly that's just how you talk to them I talk to my students like that I'm not saying I cuss. sorry I say you should have <laughs> punched them but like when they're but yeah having, sometimes you don't want you want yeah, to cut the bullshit <laughs> yeah you have you absolutely have to and you just you give you give them the benefit of the doubt that they can handle it, and they respond to that so much better. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really did like that scene a lot. So yeah, that, no, I, I just, I was it. just
2: like, I, I totally get,
1: like, because the thing is, is that
2: it's done in a way though that you see that he, the way that it's written and the way that it's drawn, there, there's moments where the principal is considering to put on like the, uh, the professional public face, and mm-hmm. it like just kind of lets out a deep side. He's like exasperated. It's just like, hey, man. What do you how do you want me to handle this? Because it's yeah. like like he's just like, I don't know what I'm doing in this, you know, crazy circumstance. You don't know. So like I just want you to feel comfortable because you know you've had it hard enough already.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
2: and you but you can like like I, I it, it's rare that in the panels I could see the thought process of the character where you know they they could go either way.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. And yeah, he wants to be a principal in the situation, Yeah. know. <laughs> um but yeah he um but yeah i I think that's actually one of the big themes like especially something that's very prominent in this first story arc is that um is you know essentially like people in authority and people you know that not knowing what to do and like like the sheriff for example like the same thing where he's trying to keep law in order and he's trying and he obviously cares about these kids but he's just like once again he's at his wits end and like he so know the
2: conversation to- between him and his brother who works for the coroner's office is mm-hmm. fantastic oh like- yeah and there's another conversation where he's just like this happens in you know milwaukee like basically he's just listing big cities mm-hmm. that are close. Yeah. to it. he's just like like the whole point of being sheriff in a little sleepy town is that i don't deal with this
0: crap mm-hmm. exactly this was supposed to be an easy job and like and then like the brother's like oh yeah you made me the mortician because i was supposed to, this is supposed to be a good job you know an easy job he's like well yeah it was supposed to be an easy job for me as well <laughs> you know like we're both you know we're both kind of out of our element right now so so yeah i um yeah i i yeah. um uh, Did you guys? I'm guessing you guys enjoyed the book. Did oh, you guys... I, I
2: absolutely yeah. love yeah. the book. Okay, it was really
0: good. <laughs> really
2: good. Yeah. I and, um... and, and I i one thing that since you know doing the show with you guys and just reading some more, books, it I I do love when things just live up to the hype because hype is something so hard to live up to. Just generally, someone yeah. you know someone keeps telling you, hey, this something is killing the children. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. And it, usually you get there and it's like. I mean, it's good, but it's not as good as they, you know, not as great as they said. And like, no, no, like with this, with Saga, with, uh, uh, frick. It was right there in my head. The, uh, the Sangre family.
0: Oh, um, Bitterroot.
2: Bitterroot, thank you. But like, ones. you know, certain books that's like, oh yeah, they are as good as advertised. And you don't get that all the time. So I yeah. really appreciated it. No,
0: yeah. <laughs> you, you, can, you can get something, visit something, it's been so overhyped that even if it's like, you know best book ever it's not gonna hit right you know right
1: i I was a little concerned about like the gore of it like thinking that i wouldn't be able to handle it but this is a pretty gory book it's and it's not necessarily like super gross like again i appreciate it when gore is um kind of blurred in in the opening sequence, when we see James telling the sheriff about what happened at the ravine or whatever, and he's or or maybe it's not that, maybe it's further down where he's reliving the 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 night mm-hmm. and you see he you see him watching his friends get murdered. Mm-hmm. And
2: that's what he's telling Erica about. Is it.
1: that what he's telling yeah. Erica? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: that basically he's like, she's like, I know what you told them. Now yeah, tell me the what, truth, because you yeah. told them what you told them because they wouldn't believe you yeah. what you saw.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. And so like, well when but in the drawing of it, like in the illustration of it, that there um there is it there's like maybe thicker lines. It's kind of blurry. It's not in the forefront of the of the panel. It's more of like mm. the in the forefront of the panel is James watching and his reaction as opposed to just like you know an, a a close up shot of like the kids guts or something mm-hmm. um which i really appreciated because i i think james um i think james's reaction and like the um like the digesting of the fact that that's actually happening or him telling himself that it's not happening whatever he's going through i think that is a main part of it and mm. um, i really did like that i i like the artwork a lot i thought the story was really well done um i just i have a crush now on erica because i think she's a badass mm-hmm. um
2: I'll, when you're saying that's very easy to cosplay i was just like oh god like everyone's gonna be le- like pretty girl pretty blonde girl white tank type tank top in a mask with with <laughs> knives like <laughs> oh yeah like i feel like at a con that's a sexual harassment case waiting
0: for <laughs> remember cosplay it. is not consent please yeah <laughs> that's right but i i
1: I did like the book a lot. Um, I thought that the the, the most striking um, panel to me was again. I'm not really sure at what point of the story. I think it's when Erica gets booked by the sheriff when she's getting arrested, and she looks up and it's just all the pictures of the missing kids. Yeah, that's so what she mm-hmm. reads at, at, the, yeah. bus, at yes, the bus. stop. yeah, at the bus stop, bus stop, yeah. and that's just that's a, a gut punch. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. so good yeah and it's so sad and you realize you realize what like the um the gravity of the situation and you realize how big and how out of control it is and i think maybe for fans of true crime especially if you follow like missing person cases because you're a weirdo like me or stuff like that um this feels very very relevant and it feels very real even though it's about monsters but it's um the way that the police handle it (laughs) is strikingly unfortunately similar to how real police mm-hmm. institutions handle missing person cases so i do think that's really interesting
0: yeah no um but as we were saying about the artwork and like the the gore and everything um i you know do have to say you know when you get to the nest scene that is the most palatable body of torso or pile of torsos i've ever seen you know like um it's obviously gross and it's there but I think what I think Mikel Marto, the um, the colorist, I think when he does a lot of blood, he uses kind of a shade of red where it almost looks like just like paint, where I think that, you know, you know, it's blood and you know what it's, it's conveying. But I think that the, the kind of the off color of it's not exactly like the color of real blood kind of helps you know, the reader not be disgusted that, like, there's literally yeah. like, an entire panel full of, like, blood and guts and body parts and stuff, which...
2: Yeah, no, to the point that, uh like, uh, Carrie was making, like, the art shows everything. Like, Werther yeah. and Miguel do a great job because it's not gruesome, but, like, no, like, I saw a child with its intestines mm-hmm. thrown out of him. I saw a dog with, a dead dog with, like, maggots in its eyes. Like, all the stuff is there, but between the art, the the, the the pencils, and the coloring, it's done in a fashion that, like, it's not gruesome and grotesque, but, like, it's not – it's, like, there, there's a lot of stuff that happens off-panel. But even when stuff does happen on-panel, it's done, like, in this elegant way that you get all of the context with, with very little of the gore.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, like, you know in your head what you're looking at, but –
2: Right. You see it, exactly what it is, but it's not – I mean – I don't know. I feel like a different artist, like it to what Carrie was exactly. saying her, earlier, it wouldn't have been palatable for her to, if they drew the same exact panels but in a different style.
0: Yeah. In fact, like the it was funny too, because like this is the second time I've read through this and um and like i I just kind of forgot how gory it is. Um, mm-hmm. and so when i was reading it the second time uh um, it was before carrie uh, got a chance to read it and i i even told her i'm like it's kind of gory i hope you still like it but i think you will like but so i was, I was very happy to hear she um what 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 carrie said she had to run mm-hmm. real quick and deal uh i guess her dog was having an issue so she, she's away from microphone right now afk so that's why i'm talking about or what she's what she said to me instead of her saying it herself (laughs) um but she'll be back in just a second but Mm -hmm. um but yeah so yeah i mean and there's like there's some you know some fun comedy scenes like the the entire shopping spree section and the and and james (laughs) is like hey you know like these these giant like you know hedge clippers do we need these like yeah sure like let's put them in
2: the basket yeah no james as again with uh the characterizations are so good. Cause like, he's still kind of a kid. Like yes. there's little things of levity about him. That's just like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah, he's a traumatized child, but he's still a child.
0: Yeah. Yes. He is. And uh, yeah. Cause he's having, you can tell he's having fun in the, the home Depot or the house. Well, he oh, he, he has that. a purpose. He yeah. like, he has a
2: purpose. Cause exactly. he, um, basically he felt helpless. Like when you see him getting bullied at school and everything, mm-hmm. he feels very helpless. And then from the moment he meets Erica, He's like, oh my god, I could do something about this. Like, you can see that he has a purpose, and he's very yes. enthused by it.
0: Yeah, he literally waits by the, the the police station for her to get released, and she's like, well, "Don't she supposed to be in school?" And he's like, "Well, he's like, I, I, people are asking me stupid questions, and they're and or feeling sorry for me, so it's like, why am I even there?" Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, you're right. You're kind of smart for a kid." <laughs> yeah you know unfortunately as a uh, as a
1: traumatized child of with two different horrible things in my life uh yeah i missed a lot of school because it was exactly that your ass either gets bullied or everyone feels sorry for you
0: and both suck yeah so you're mm-hmm. staying at
1: home for a month at a time
0: mm-hmm. which is which is it sad. happens yeah um which I, which I wonder you know since since we kind of determined that james is probably a an analog for for big james um you know maybe he had something obviously not this traumatic but something like this happened as a kid and he's he's pulling it from from his experience because it it does certainly hope not just just for his own sake of course uh, yeah yeah. but 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 it does feel very realistic you know yeah like like parts
1: of it are based in reality you know Mm or or anything it's also it's also like a love letter to the people that don't that couldn't do anything about you know their yeah. horrible situation and so definitely. it's like yeah here's here's a literal hero coming to slay the literal monsters that are affecting your life i mean like mm-hmm. that's um that's a cool thing mm-hmm.
0: definitely um speaking
1: well of also humor. i
2: think uh i i'm pretty sure uh james tanyan is uh gay so so, uh, he's, when he's I was my, reading it, I believe he's or, my yeah. Friend. But like, I was just like, this also feels like the hallmarks of just like, oh yeah, he was you know, I don't know if he was out as a kid, but it definitely felt like you know, yeah, James in the book feels like oh a kid that like he can't find his place in the world and he's trying to fit in and you know, kid people are shitty. That, <laughs> was, <laughs> that, people that was like, part
0: like, of the bullying as well, like like oh like, yeah, your your lover, you know, like you, he didn't yeah like, they do, he didn't they kept love kept you making back,
2: kind of gay jokes. And yeah. I think even James in the book does seem like because there's a point where someone asks him about one of the dudes and you know he's just like oh were you guys super close like but like he basically says not as
0: close as you
2: know yeah,
1: yeah
0: like like um you Erica tell, asks he infers that like
2: I would have loved you know you yeah know, I, to, to be closer
0: and and the analog um in, in in uh nice house on the lake um is also a bisexual character as well oh, so, see? so yeah oh yeah so yeah so, if
2: it's a through line through all this book that's yeah. cool sweet
0: so so I I feel, yeah, I feel like he likes to write himself in the book. But hey, you know what? Great writers do that. You know, I mean, Stephen King, how many drunk um, writer, you know, inspiring writers are in a Stephen King book, right? You the know? drunk
1: job scene in the stand. Yeah. So one of my favorite things to read as an 11
0: year old. <laughs> it's so funny how like it was okay for like kids in the 80s to read those books. And there were definitely not like the orgy scene in it. And like, yeah.
1: Um, My aunt. RIP, took me to Bank of Books on Main Street to buy secondhand Stephen King novels. Uh, <laughs> and I hid them from my parents because yeah. I knew enough that I shouldn't have had them, but my Aunt Carol bought them, so it was like, oh, okay, she bought them for you, you can have them. Yeah, My parents mm-hmm. didn't read Stephen my, King, so they had no idea how much fucking sex is in there. And
0: my sister, uh, who was two years older than me, um, almost to the day, um, she she was like, um, she was reading the all when like I was like, you know, seven or eight. So she was like, you know, yeah like, nine or ten. And she was like, Yeah, I just read the stand. It's like, oh, cool. And like I didn't know because I didn't read the book, but now as an adult, I'm like, should you have read the stand
1: as a toy. <laughs> well, I, I I've never read yeah. it. And I bought it for mm-hmm. my godson oh. and he read it, and he was like, Hey. Orgy that scene. orgy scene, huh? i was like, shit! Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it when I bought it for <laughs> yeah. you. I'm
0: so sorry. It, it doesn't happen in the movie. Yeah, it does yeah. not
1: happen in. No, I, it doesn't
0: happen in the movie. Either. The miniseries.
1: Yeah, I've yeah. only seen the Tim Curry mini series. I've never seen yeah. the other uh, movies. Anyways. <laughs> oh, I
2: I only saw the first one. It was fantastic. I didn't oh, see yeah. the sequel though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, oh. I mean, if
2: you just if if you just want something that I could tell you is definitely worth your time, because like I I've never read the book. I've never seen the the Tim Curry movie, so I didn't walk in with like you know these lofty expectations and yeah. I just really enjoyed it and you know I'm not someone who like watches movies all the time mm-hmm. but I really like the first one
1: there was something very satisfying about um seeing the guy who played um John Boy from the Waltons play the older version of the kid one of the kids in uh the Tim Curry it oh and really it, yeah 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 so like it was it starred a lot of actors from like that time period that if you grew up like in that weird time of tv that our generation did where we were getting a lot of reruns of older shows you you Mm -hmm. recognized a lot of the older actors you're like oh that's cool that's that Mm -hmm. that one guy from that the
2: waltons i don't know it was never in syndication in Mm -hmm. the markets that i lived in so i know that like i don't it's it's like the black and white show the, the 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 most famous of the black and white shows that i have no reference for like i saw leave it to beaver saw plenty of gilligan's island honeymooners you know dick van dyke all that other stuff the waltons i just know it by name but like there was never a time where i remember it being on
0: so um you just remind me um i think it's hbo max has a new walton special coming out this yes. month That's for Christmas. really random yeah, my dad Speaking is gonna shorts. He's gonna be so excited. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he's he been the recipient of a few Wal- 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 Walton uh, DVDs. Oh, yeah, for my Christmas dad- and, and stuff. And we have to watch the Thanksgiving episode on Thanksgiving or the Christmas episode on Christmas. You know, so it's cute. Yeah, my parents
1: yeah. are older, and uh, those Story. weird also shows, like, like, yeah, but those weird shows are what my dad and I what my dad raised me on because my dad was at stay at home dad passed a certain point. And so, um, and him and I are very close. So, you know, that's why we love like little house on the prairie Christmas special and bullshit like that. Mm -hmm. So, which I get really, really excited cute. for it.
0: And 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 as as you know, being now part of the family, I've I've learned to love that stuff too. Cause it used to be when that's when when, when Little House on the Prairie or like I Love Lucy or Waltons came on, that means cartoons were over. And so that, that <laughs> yeah, you right. It. right it's like now I have to go outside. <laughs> you that's him? right.
1: Uh my parent my dad did not yeah. want me outside. He yeah. thought I was gonna get abducted. So
0: Yeah my parents wanted to be abducted so they, they were
1: like get the fuck out brian well your parents still want us abducted they don't lock their fucking front door oh, yeah. pisses me off with no end. anywho yeah
0: please <laughs> don't so. duck my parents
1: no 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 i'm just saying it's an old person trait that yeah it, I is, it is
0: it is totally uh, but yeah um, but yeah um so how so, we
1: talked about Tommy sorry Johnny was pooping so i had a uh, as part of the conversation no no I, uh,
0: no I, I, I had uh no he's annoying so Yeah,
1: thank you. Okay.
0: Tommy is annoying. He's annoying. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: if you read on, you're going to feel bad for him. Um, life doesn't get easier for Tommy. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. No,
2: no, no, no. Tommy is, I, you could already uh, tell from just this volume, these five issues, that Tommy just got in way, 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 way in over his head.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yes, Erica saves his life by Giving him the power to see, but when she screws herself over by doing that, you see that that quick that quick uh, panel of all the people at the desks. Well, look, you're gonna meet all those people, by the way, um, in in a few issues um, or most of them, and um, and then you also um, you also see now that he has this power, how it's gonna affect his life. Um, let's just say it just ends up poorly for both Erica and for Tommy, um, but. Mostly Tommy. (laughs) So. um,
1: Yeah, I didn't. um, I mean, obviously, I've never been in a situation where a sibling was murdered by a monster or whatever, you know, but like. I don't. Tommy seems like an exaggeration of stuff, and I think that's why he's so annoying. Mm -hmm. Like he's the exaggeration of grief of grief. He's the exaggeration of anger. And it's like. I have a really hard time when his character's on the page, because I'm just like, fuck you. You're fucking dumb. Your sister probably hated you when she was alive, because you're that fucking type of brother. Like, get the fuck out of here. And I know we're not doing, like, all, like, a complete synopsis, but are we giving spoilers? Yeah, yeah, we're spoilers. Yeah, Okay, and when he shoots, when he starts shooting and he accidentally shoots James yeah. in the fucking gut, it's like, action upon action upon action of tommy is only making things worse in that moment and i think that's why erica gets to the point of aggravation where she like fuck it you're gonna see what i can see but it's just tommy's so goddamn annoying. you see
2: you you're you, no no i uh, you're saying that he's an exaggeration i was just like i think uh no no that's the reality that more to that politics conversation that we we're saying mm-hmm. he's the dumb guy he doesn't understand okay. what's going on so he's so gung-ho to go do something and it's like the police told you to back off the girl told you to back off but here he is he's like nah i gotta figure it figured out and i'm gonna go get a gun from my i'm gonna go steal a gun from my dad and yeah. i'm gonna go handle it and it's like no, sir. You're you're
1: yeah.
0: not
2: qualified for any of this.
0: I'm, actually, he's like
1: I'm doing my own research on Facebook. Yeah, God damn. I'm right. going to
0: literally cold clock a a a, a police. Right. Man. Yeah, he yeah. knocks
2: out a police officer. Like, and, and yeah. the thing is, is this is the sad part is that like, oh no, that that actually you that's exaggerated by you and I standards, uh Carrie because mm-hmm. we've gotten old but then when you watch the news yeah. of 2022 no that's the, it, not not that it's normal but like no no that, that that person is totally a person that exists in society now in a way that I feel like when we grew up even when we were in our 20s early 30s like if that person existed we weren't aware of them
1: yeah and now, right.
2: and now they're on the news semi-regularly unfortunately
1: yeah mm-hmm. no you're right <laughs>
0: Um,
2: like it's just like there's certain things I'm like oh yeah this was not a thing when I was a kid and boy howdy is it a thing now it is now unfortunately now it's in
0: <laughs> the forefront um, speaking about characters that are culpable um, what did you guys think about Octo and uh, oh,
2: Octo is obviously evil oh, um, yeah. like I don't know if there's an Octo uh, redemption arc but <laughs> by on... my estimation <laughs> No. Octo at the at the very least the most positive thing I could say is Octo's playing both sides, but mm-hmm. I think Octo's probably just evil.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. I won't spoil it for anyone else. But you learn what Octo is. Um, there's a clue to what Octo is um, for a second in the panel. I mean, he could be like,
2: like I, I feel like maybe he's a, a monster or a demon that's uh, you know basically stuck working with Erica. You know. Like mm-hmm. a, a, a monster that you know been basically forced to work on the side of good, and he probably hates it, so he sabotages it whenever he gets a chance.
0: That's a, <laughs> a that's a, a good. Uh, a good take. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's
2: not. It's not hard to, to read. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> like if I was you, just like, oh, yeah, that seems that seems like his deal.
0: The panel where you see the people at the table uh, that are part of the House of Slaughter. Yeah, and um, they all had like a, they all have their own, uh, totem yep yeah. exactly that's exactly what it is it's a totem that's what they call it yeah so wow awesome all this
2: means is that i read far too many comics
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I honestly like, and i just over. identify tropes yeah <laughs> exactly. i just
1: glazed over the octo part because i didn't like him so i i didn't really pay attention to him mm-hmm. so I, I missed a lot of that i think
2: yeah he's a oh. fun design though
1: he's a great design
2: Cause he's, he, he, he he's simultaneously cre- creepy and cute which yes. is exactly what you need for that type of character yeah because like if you 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 could totally see a little girl little boy innocently having that stuffed animal and then you could see some golf person be like yo, this is my evil stuffed animal yes
0: mm-hmm um i'm actually kind of surprised so they started selling um well they started selling the neck gators that looked like the the, the bandana mm-hmm. um and then they're now also selling the bandana as well um in black um even though you can see that there's different colors for different reasons um but right now they, they they're just on the black ones on like um james Tiny's uh, Substack, i think has has them you can buy them there oh um, neat. and um um yeah just google like tiny onion like i said earlier um and uh, you'll probably, you'll find you'll find his place um but but i'm surprised no one has made even like on etsy like an octo stuffy cuz it is pretty simple mm. it's just like buttons and a zipper and and some cloth mm-hmm. you know so
1: um i think it's such a niche item yeah that that person would not make what they feel that would be True. um fair compensation for their time and their artistry uh, because of like what you exactly what you just said it looks like a simple design so i don't think that they could ever recoup their money and i bet you that's why no one's made it
0: so so you're saying when once something um, is killing the children becomes a movie or tv show that's when we'll start getting yeah there you go the octos yeah um
2: another just really fun scene uh to, akin to the the principal scene is when uh erica's getting uh interrogated mm-hmm. <laughs> and the sheriff's just like slaughter's not a
0: real last name she's like mm-hmm. she's
2: like of course it is he's like well that's not your real last
0: name like, <laughs> I don't know. how did you like and her
2: her id she's <laughs> like this is just paper he's like you could have at least gotten it late. like even the <laughs> That the sheriff is like incredulous (laughs) at the unprofessionalism of her
0: scam. He's just like, like you
2: need to scam better, ma'am.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like this is literally just a piece of paper. They're like, like why didn't you even laminate it? Like, come on. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, and he totally. uh, What I love about that scene is that, like, you know, the the power dynamic shifts. Like almost immediately in that in that situation where at first the sheriff has all the power and then all of a sudden boom like nope Erica is in control of the situation, <laughs> sheriff. I'm sorry to say, you know. And she so. tells
2: him she's like you're gonna get a phone call. Mm-hmm. It's gonna
0: be <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. And,
2: and 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 she knows what to look for too. Like I think that's what wins her wins, um hit him over to you know giving her some information yeah. is that. He, he understands that she knows what to look for when she's just like, no, there's like, there's a missing kids case that you thought was just a missing kids case. And you haven't lumped it in with these yet because, you know, the alternative is that like, oh, that kid's definitely dead. So please mm-hmm. give me that information. And mm-hmm. then, you know, in his head, like he's annoyed, but also he's like the cop in him is like, fuck yeah. she's yeah. probably yeah.
0: correct yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's like it's like you know what you i'm not gonna get what i want which is like you tell me what is going on but if you're not gonna tell me what's going on but you obviously know what's going on i'm gonna help you despite my, myself because mm-hmm. you can at least you know like, he literally says you can stop this so you know like so yeah and then he gets the call from um her partner you know, you'll meet the partner actually in a few issues too um uh, if you guys continue, so the first, um, if if you're a Unli- Comixology Unlimited person, I'm not trying to do an advertisement. This yeah. episode is not brought to you by Comixology Unlimited. But um, if you are, if you do have the subscription and you can get through this the terrible UI <laughs> that, that that the website has, um, the first four volumes of Something Kill is Killing the Children is available on on Comicsology Unlimited. It's also worth buying too it's really good it's good it's good uh shelf porn like have it on your book have it on your shelf because it's a good it's a good series the books look nice um even like the cover galleries are amazing like with all the variant covers and everything i think because erica slaughter is such like a a easily drawable character like there's so many cool covers of like uh, from the actual individual issues uh, from different creators and stuff including werther who's the the main the main artist on this uh, series so, so yeah, there's just a bunch of cool stuff in the collections to get either through unlimited digitally or physically. Cool. Um, but yeah, also, um, so um, I know this is like a personal thing, and I know everyone's like this, but like uh-uh. I can't bring food, or I can't be chewing gum, I can't be drinking something if I go into a bathroom, like a public or a private bath, or like you know, a, a bathroom at the house. And so the part. Where the brother, who's the um, the the corner, um, is blowing bubbles from bubble gum at a crime scene with all the blood and guts everywhere. Oh man, that just... bothers me <laughs> so much, like so much.
2: Conversely, it, we'll just be at the urinal eating food.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh god, no, please, <laughs> yeah there's not a lot of things that gross me out obviously like like I'm not a, a person who gets grossed out at all but that's just the, like the one thing I, I if i if I'm like popping a new new uh, piece of gum but all of a sudden I have to go to the bathroom I have to spit that gum out like I have I have to get another piece of gum you know, like no matter how fresh that gum is, because I cannot, that is bizarre. I cannot chew the gum if it's been in the bathroom.
1: I am going to now chew gum every time I go to the bathroom. <laughs> Brian, it's where I am. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's
2: funny. It's uh for me, it's like a thing. You know, I work in restaurants and stuff, so it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like guess what? If I have a moment to take a break and I'm eating something. <laughs> Yeah. I probably don't, I'm not going to have another time to break and go use the mm-hmm. restroom. So yeah. if I'm in the midst of that, we're, we're, we yeah. them both at the same time. Yep. And oh, is... I'll definitely be at the urinal with food in one hand <laughs> and my junk in the other and think to myself, this is strange, but whatever. <laughs> and then you just keep and, it moving.
0: No, this is definitely a, something that I know for a fact is a me thing and it's not, it's not, either. Yeah. I, I have no shade towards anyone who does it. Or can stand in. in fact, I have admiration for people who can do it because, like, I, I just can't <laughs> do it. I don't know why. Um, yeah, like, unfortunately, I have waste so much bubble gum and gum because of he that. He doesn't even chew gum. It, I used this to. This is a non-issue. While. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I have it in a little bit, but I used to like a few years ago. I was just yeah, yeah. A yeah. You were. You were too a much gum, gum guy. actually. Um, but yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess we'll we'll go ahead and uh, kind of do some final thoughts here. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to kind of bring up?
2: Well, um, you? I mean the, the book was advert as advertised, something was in <laughs> fact killing those children. Yes. That did happen. So, you know, as far as accuracy title to book, you know, yeah. five <laughs> out of five stars.
0: And and like and like I, I was thinking of <laughs> I was thinking about giving a trigger warning. Like, yes, there's like kids getting hurt in the book but like if you're gonna pick a ball, something on the page killing, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, it's literally it's on the literally page. the cover is the word something is killing the children it's not even tiny tiny words there's just a giant words that say something is killing the children you know, if you're gonna read this and not think there's gonna be violence towards kids i'm sorry <laughs> about that
1: honestly the most gruesome kid related thing in the first volume the opening picture when you meet Erica for the first time mm-hmm. and that little girl is missing several limbs and yeah. she's in that, um that like red, that, you in know. A red wagon. Yeah, their little red wagon or whatever. It took me two to three, like, you know, multiple looks mm-hmm. to see like, oh shit, she's not just sitting down. She's not pulling the wagon. You know, those like common kid tropes that we're just like used to seeing. Yeah. So we kind of gl- glance over something. Like, on the third look, I was like, oh, fuck. She has, like, one stomp, one complete arm missing, most of one leg gone, and this kid has been... A no, 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 she, oh,
2: no, arm. I think she's shitting on her legs. No, no she's, she, she's she an
1: MVP.
2: No, 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 no. no, no. Um, all right, oh, no, so when you look oh, at... No, I see her they, there's a yeah, shot yeah, yeah. from her from oh, behind. She's sock. definitely sitting on her feet.
1: Oh, oh okay, but I she's missing arms, right? But she's there's...
2: missing an arm, and she's potentially yeah, missing an eye
1: okay okay so like there you go she's
2: she's messed up
1: like I just saw like what looked to me like stumps and I was like oh no 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 no. no.
2: I I definitely thought that she was she, she was missing three limbs and then I had to like okay look at the panel
1: yeah
0: over I and over just, again i literally just zoomed in on that one panel and like yeah you know, there's okay, just one shot where on you can feet. see
2: her behind and you can see okay. that she's sitting on her
0: feet oh good that's okay,
2: the then. only reason why but you know definitely it, it's so, i don't know if it's drawn that way but it certainly at first glance looks like she's missing her leg.
1: yeah it's very jarring and i think that's the most jarring thing even after james gets fucking shot in the stomach
0: yeah or even the kid with the entrails as he's dragging. Yeah, that that's oh, the that one was that I thought was sweet. brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that but was the so thing good. Is, is this,
2: like um we were discussing when you had stepped away, Carrie, is that the way that it's drawn, it shows you everything, but it's not so gruesome that it's yes. un- impalatable. Like yes. it's but it's all there on the page. It's not like so much that like, oh, it's not there. It's just the way that the art style is done, it doesn't like, you know, give you the heebie jeebies in the way exactly. other books would.
1: Or how so. one of the little boys just turned into a, a sphere. Yeah. Like he turns into like a cone because <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. the rest of Ugh. his body's missing. That was fucked yeah. up, but um, oh, so good! So, so good. yeah,
0: so that makes you wonder like how they're gonna do this. It. I kind of, I know for a fact that it's gonna become something like you no, know, no, what's in the gonna
1: happen is that they're, there's gonna be Ooh. talks for three years about this is becoming a, t- a mini series or whatever the fuck on Netflix, mm-hmm. and then um, no one's gonna pick it up.
2: Uh, no, gonna yeah. say, or or more apt, um. You know, seasoning. things. Some things have flopped. So, like, you know, after Paper Girls, like, I feel like this would be right for like something like Amazon to pick it up. You mm-hmm. know, the, a bunch of volumes are streaming on uh, their Comicsology service. They can, you know, they have the metrics to see how mm-hmm. popular it is, yeah. but they might be gun shy after, you know, Paper Girls. Though, granted, The Boys and uh, Invincible have been huge successes for them. Mm-hmm. But I totally get how, like, something like this that, like, it does. You know, it needs certain levels of nuance that you may or may not get when you're adapting it so so mm-hmm. i can totally yeah. see how you know i definitely see how someone want would want to make this but i can see how it'd be difficult or even if it's not difficult how a company would fuck it
0: up you know who would make a really good version of this a24 i think in a oh yeah that produce. would be neat. that'd be yeah. cool because... i think
1: if they went more true crimey yeah and more detectivey I can see and that. following like Erica's story as opposed to just like blunt. oh like that if it had more. like
2: the t- the tone and the tenor of yeah. The detective
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah that That's would be very popular and then and then there's just the monster at the end yeah, yeah. that would actually be really cool
0: yeah oh well actually real quick question that uh, something I actually skipped accidentally on my notes um so were you guys familiar with Erica Slaughter being the hero of the books before you read this book? No, so, I
2: um, i I've, I'd only ever seen the character design, but I had no context of what she was. You know, like like you know, I I buy comics regularly, yeah. so I've seen that character on yeah. stuff, so on we, covers and whatnot. But I had no context if she was good, if she was bad. You know,
0: so, so the first panel you see her when she comes out of the woods with the two machetes, and she's covered in blood, and she's wearing the mask, like the. Did you think she was the antagonist of this book? No, you no, know. no, no, no. At oh, that yeah.
2: point, because no, at that point, it's established that it's a monster book, so I knew that she yeah. was a prote- She's hunting monsters. Yeah, yeah for
0: sure. Like, and that
1: little like, girl wasn't screaming.
2: Yeah, right. She looked I'm scared. No, 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 <laughs> no. Actually, she, she, she was like kind of like a uh, James, where she looked. She didn't look scared, in my opinion. She looked shocked, but she looked satisfied. Yeah, like she, she looked very much like, oh, was the job done?
1: Yeah, because
2: yeah, sure. I feel like, like James, you know, Erica had explained not mm-hmm. everything, but a, enough of a certain amount to the girl that she understood, you know, what was happening. Yeah. She she, she wasn't completely shocked by her presence or
0: whatever. There's, yeah, and there, you'll find out there's a reason why Erica's good. And at again, to people, when you
1: treat children like they're normal human beings and mm-hmm. not beneath you, uh, and you are lucky enough to become an entrusted adult, uh, They treat you differently. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's how I felt. Like, like, I feel like Erica Slaughter is the fucking cool aunt. Like, that's like the weird vibe I get. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. she talks to the kids. Like, they're fucking normal. Not a cool aunt, aunt, but like
2: the cool older cousin. Like, if you ever had like an older cousin that like, oh, they're going to the mall. And they don't get told to take you to the mall. They're like, hey, I'm going to the mall. Do you want me to pick you up?
1: No, my older cousins bought me alcohol. <laughs>
2: or that. But like what I'm saying, <laughs> they volunteer to do fun stuff for you. Whereas you can have other relatives where they're like, oh, I got to hang out with this younger relative and it's a burden.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it sounds like
2: that. Because she, she, yes. she, she's definitely, I feel like uh, some uh, aunt or uncle, like, you know, there is some... Like she does, kind of seem like uh, more peer than authority figure.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely, yes, definitely. And because, like, what would you age wise? Where would you put her? Twenty five. Oh, yeah, yeah, like right around Mid- there. Mid twenties. Yeah, oh yeah, okay.
1: Like old enough to see see some shit, but not old enough to know exactly what she's getting herself into all the time.
0: Yeah, because yeah. there, there's a vignette of um of like when when James asks, "Have you experienced this before?" And then there's a vignette of her killing multiple monsters in different panels mm-hmm. um, there's one of them where she has the guns and you can see a look of like shock and fear in her eyes as she's like mm-hmm. shooting the guns at whatever she's shooting the guns at mm-hmm. you know so so yeah you know she's you you do you know you, you can you, there's still some humanity there um definitely you know for for a badass uh monster hunter but yeah so okay. Mm-hmm well all in um, all great book
1: yeah wonderful yeah. book i'm really glad we read it for the beginning of the series yeah. or the season
0: i hope you guys continue reading it um too because like I, I like to discuss comics with you maybe i'll choose another volume later or something so we'll go from there um but yeah um i think that might be it then yeah i think so <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to our show um i'm trying to come up with a cool name to call our fans
1: no your you're not let's keep
0: rolling I, I say cd babies but if you have a better idea no let me know we're all right. this part out right let's go.
2: right right wrap up the show right
0: <laughs> instagram twitter good pod cdv pod uh book club friday instagram you know, you'll find out what we're reading read along please if you want to send comments to comics are better at gmail.com how's deserve are better.wordpress.com is our website though out of date like seriously but Check it out if you want to, um, and uh, Richard, uh, where can we find you?
2: Um, I'm at Tap Topcat360 on social media. i I guess I'm still on Twitter. It looks like uh, it's weird there. It's it's yeah. weird there.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's just say that. But yeah, uh, yeah no, NFL is going on. NBA is going on. World Series. Uh, you know, midterm elections. So there's a lot of stuff for me to tweet and retweet about. If you want to come see me,
0: and uh, um, actually, really quick, uh, very, right before we leave, uh, I just wanted to say, like I said, like um, Matt had written in uh, about ice cream man. So I just he had a a, a quick sentence that uh, that he wrote about the book. He said basically, he said that he had no idea that ice cream flavors could have so much depth, <laughs> and then a little emotion with a with a Thanks, shocked, shocked face. So that's cute. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. And also congratulations, man. He's had um they had a kid. Um this is how well we know our, our fans. If you want us to know you well, <laughs> boy, that, that's that was cool. really creepy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> never mind. But no, well, we can be friends if you want to be. Um, okay, so um I'm at Bryden underscore CV at Instagram, um, uh, and um uh, for Richard and Carrie. All our CDB babies. I'm Brian and this has been the Comics Deserve Better Podcast. And remember, comics deserve better and everyone deserves comics.
1: Bye. Bye. Later. Thank you.